Mike check one two one two man. What up? It's your boy T Woods checking in back for another episode of Words of Woods. Man, I'm back. We got a very special guest in the building yes, today, man. We got yes, my sir. brother in the building, man. What's up with you, dog? Much love, bro. Very introduce yourself to here. the people. Who are you? You know what I'm saying for the people that don't know you. Facts. Peace, y'all. My name is Chris Hearn. Some of y'all might know me as Caesar. Caesar. Uh, that's my artist name. Yep. Uh, born and raised Columbus, Ohio. Just a, another kid from the city. All right, man. Hey, man. We all from the city. We're not. We we not all from the city, but all right for the for the people who are not from the city man right. tell us a little bit about you you know and you know for the people who are from the city who may not know you Facts. um who are you what do you represent and you know just what are some things that you stand by as a person what man? a question who are you and and how did you get here today <laughs> at this final form yeah, of a yeah. young man Facts. who's going places man Factuals. um i'm with my people man i am like i said i'm chris hearn you feel me born and raised in the city and i think that I, I guess a lot of people can be different things. I'm definitely a creative. I would say that. That's one of the most important things to me. More than anything, I'm a follower of God. You know what I'm saying? I want to do my best to bring to bring God's will to fruition in any way that I can. And I will honestly say, bro, as time has gone on, that's been, like, one of the, the biggest guiding factors. Before, I will be conceptually, like, I'm trying to do the right thing. I want to be a good person. Um, when I'm making music or when I'm stepping out, traveling different places or doing whatever, I always had, I guess, like the intention of having a positive impact, um, and trying to bring light into the spaces that I go. But now I think it's a lot more humble, a lot more reflective. And I think that's cause I'm getting closer to God. So if anything, that's what I represent most. That's what I'll be most proud of. Mm-hmm. You know All right. Saying? So. One thing I commend about you, man, is you're not afraid to be yourself. You know, you are who you are, and your identity is your mm-hmm. identity, man. You don't ride waves. You don't mm-hmm. follow the crowd. You know, you, you stick to yourself, and, you know, you just you have a solid foundation amongst yourself, man. Mm-hmm. How did you get to that point to where, you know, you can have that mentality and just not really care about, you know, what everybody else is doing and not get caught up in the hype and just, you know, live life on your terms yeah. and really just – be natural within the things that you consume and the things that you, you know, put out as far as, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. I think it's too it's too big of a price, bro, to give your identity up or to give your actual spirit up in exchange for anything that is not feeding into you. It's too big of a price. I, um, like when I was young, for example, the environment that I was growing up in was not the environment that I was going to school in. So I was living... You know what I'm saying? And Linden off Cleveland right there off Republic Avenue. But I was going to a private school mm-hmm. for for elementary school. So you kind of get Christian the best of school. two, best of both worlds, honestly, for real. You just, did, yeah, but I noticed a disconnect for sure. Just What was the disconnect, though? Well, I was going to school with a bunch of white kids. So it was the first disconnect. You know what I'm saying? I realized that I felt in school that kind of boosted, of course, like the Christian message and all these things. But... I felt like I had opportunities to be a little bit more expressive. I felt like I had opportunities to be an intellectual. I knew that as kind of one of the only black kids that a lot of eyes were on me. So what I was doing was important and was being kind of analyzed. So I, I kept that in mind. Um, then I hopped in public schools, middle school. You feel me? It came back to school with a bunch of the people who I was, grew up with, might have played rec league, basketball with, or just whatever, like being a kid in the city. But now... I feel like your school environment has such a big impact on how you come up. Mm-hmm. That switch to middle school was wild. Yeah. And I wasn't, I mean, I still don't cuss. I was coming to middle school, bro. I was hearing cuss words like, y'all wilding. Y'all yeah. talking about this, y'all. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because it was not the environment no, that I was in. Though. And I had a quick moment where it was like, you can start lying right now. You can start lying and you'll fit in perfect. 
you're smart enough, you know what I'm saying? You can dress, you can do all these things to try to become cool in ways that you see coolness being validated, or you can just be yourself and relax, grow, learn, and of course, ironically, you know what I'm saying, whatever the benefits of fitting in were, I got by being myself, and I didn't have to give nothing up, so. Nah, that's real. All right, so say you got kids. Yeah. Would you rather put them in public school or private school? Being that you had the experience of seeing the best of both worlds, what route would you go? Ideally, I want them to go to I want them to go to public schools. I want my kids to go to public schools. The reason why I didn't go to public schools is because my great grandmother had saved up money. You know what I'm saying, and she was adamant about me not going to public school. She wanted me to get a Christian education. Mm-hmm. It was less about private public because you feel me. She wasn't trying to shield me from no environments because I was living in a certain place. You know what I'm saying, and my family w- was in certain things. So I think she really wanted me to get a Christian upbringing, which I'm thankful to God for. But all that to say, ideally, we can create environments where public school is not something to be avoided. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You shouldn't have to pay to get a good education or to feel safe or to nothing like that. You know or to feel saying? cared so, about, to be honest. Or to feel bro, cared about. Because I feel like, man, when it comes to public school, man, me being a you know a person that went to public school, I, I just feel as if, man, they just they don't really like you, – you get told things like you ain't going to never be nothing. Come on. You get told things like, man, you just – you can just tell that, man, they don't want to be there. Some of these teachers probably racist. Some of these factual, teachers probably factual. don't, you know. But a lot of times, you know, that could be the same in private school, too. But I'm kind of torn because it's like, all right, you want the, I want the best of the best for my kids, mm-hmm. you know. And the best of the best sometimes comes from a private school. You know, right. you get the better lunches. Right. You get the better just overall environment, you know. You're getting exposed to more life outside of your natural just habitat and just your environment. Yeah. But at the same time... When it comes down to public school, I feel that's where character's built. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you feel me? And I'd rather, and that just goes into, like, going to, like, an HBCU. You, you're Correct. around your people, that's and you're around true. people that's who are true. just like you. And, you know, like you said, like I said, character is built at these public schools. And I don't I don't want my child to lose a sense yeah. of identity yeah. going to a private school. But, like you said, be yourself. But Let's at the see, same time, know where you come from. A fact. Nah, and again, it's like... So it's, your experience can't be that different unless you are living in a completely different environment. Like, we really think the only divide is public school, private school. But, again, where are you growing up at? Who are your friends in your neighborhood? What malls are you visiting? You know what I'm saying? What functions are you going to when you're finally old enough to start stepping out and being out with your friend? Like, all sure. that. So, because I used to very much be like that, like, to people who I thought were, quote, unquote, not from the city. In my mind, it was like, oh, y'all don't come from this. You don't understand a certain thing or you don't have whatever it is, which is whack because you definitely can't put together a formula or a calculation that's going to say how somebody's going to turn out. I feel like it's very much from a parent's perspective, just being, of course, intentional, but also making sure I would say the one thing that I know I had an advantage on for sure, for sure, was seeing a lot of different lifestyles, a lot of drastically different lifestyles. And that helped me calibrate, you feel me, to figure out not only where I fit into it, but the different types of paths that I could take or the combination of paths that I could take and where I wanted to repeat things or where I wanted to change things. Yeah, yeah. that's real. You're you young, man, but you experienced a lot of things. You experienced a lot of places. You're a man who's Sorry. always on the go, man. That is great, bro. Let's talk about your time that you spent in, you know, NYU. Yeah. You know, you, yep. you 
lived in New York. Yeah, for college sure. College graduate. Yes, sir. Oh, that's a good feeling. I, I could relate. Yes, sir. Not on a level you, you know what I'm saying? Nah, I, ain't, I ain't get to speak in front of Come thousands on, of people and all that stuff. But, you concert, know, bro. I graduated. Right. But all right, let's talk about your experience being there, man, and just what made you want to go to that, you know, that university and just how was life living in New York? It was lit, bro. New York is lit. First and foremost, New York is lit. It's, it's what you expect. Is it too busy, bro? Like, I always said I wanted to live in New York, but the more I go there, I just be like, bro, I, my anxiety gets, why like, I, I, left. I can't, I just, it's too much That's for me, why bro. I left. What you will learn the more you get exposed to New York people is that they are truly a different breed of human beings. Like, <laughs> I had these mentees, you feel me, in New York. Let's say they were 14 years old. I met them when I'm like 18, 19. Bro, I felt like they were my peers. The way we would talk, bro, the stuff we would talk about, just their whole demeanor, everything. When you're in New York, you grow up completely different. Your mindset is completely different. Your survival tactics, completely different. So all that being said, coming from Columbus, Ohio to New York, first it was like, wow, this is lit. Like, look at everything. But then I realized, personally, I would rather be in a calmer space. I don't want to hear no sirens when I step outside. I want to have a nice green yard for I don't want to live on top in. of a bodega I don't want to mm, bodegas now nah, see you might have spoke too soon boy because when you can walk downstairs and get that chopped cheese bro imagine add somebody, oil salt and pepper man, hold the tomatoes bro now you might be on to something it's four in the morning I'm trying to go to sleep why are y'all down there yelling it's like, an experience bro. bro and that's what I would say it is it's an experience I don't want to have bro <laughs> facts facts it's very particular it's an acquired taste and some people will go and hate it some people will go and love it I really think you would enjoy it for a short amount of time. Yeah. Not even as long as I was there. But I do think that if you get more time than a week or two, let's say four or five months, just thinking about that, I think you will have fun, bro. Because one thing that New York does is bring a, a grind out of you mm -hmm. that is hard to find in other places. But NYU was lit. Yeah, let's talk NYU about was cool. how, was, how was your experience going to NYU and what are some things that you learned, some people that you ran into, you know that? Yeah, facts. I mean, some things that you were involved in, all that stuff. Facts. I, after graduating, knew I wanted to leave home so I could go, you know what I'm saying, explore. And I wanted to shoot for what I felt like was one of the biggest things in the area where I wanted to focus, which was music business. Growing up as a as an MC, I'm trying to go to New York to get famous. You feel me? That's what the actual truth is. But how can I do that in a way that I see available to me right now. I've been doing very well educationally. I see these paths open. I'll go to college and I'll major in music business. Now I have the structure. I was blessed to get a scholarship. It was like all perfect. Let me go out there and that's my path. But when I got there, complete shift, bro. Because again, I got to meet a lot of people, specifically a lot of black people who came from so many different backgrounds, mm -hmm. whether it be the way they identify, whether it be the, the actual geographic place that they come from, whether it be like their socioeconomic status. Like I realized after going to NYU that I never actually knew anybody rich or close to rich. Mm -hmm. Like what I was calling rich was like middle class. Yeah. If you live in a suburb of Columbus to me, that's, from how I grew up, that's rich. Like, right. You got a house, you got two cars, a garage You're and doing a good. You, yeah, that's, that's, that's lit. At NYU, I was around the actual rich people of the world, like of America. And so it, it wasn't necessarily cool, like I admire this, but it was a huge eye-opener, again, in understanding the different ways that people live, very much learning to 
uh, like being community with people and very much learning to pivot to make sure that everything I'm doing is factoring in so many of these people who I never knew existed. So it was lit. NYU was lit. Um, you got to speak. Got to, to speak. A lot of people. That graduation. was graduation. Yeah. Was you nervous? I was nervous. So they they brought us over on. We were on like this charter bus. We're driving to Yankee Stadium. This is the morning of the thing. I'm sitting there. I got my speech in my hand, written out. I know I'm gonna put it on the podium, but. I fell asleep. I told myself, <laughs> like, yo, I'm about to take the 30 minutes that it takes to get from, you know, our campus building, probably 45 minutes because we were going to Yankee Stadium, to our actual graduation ceremony. I'm going to take this, and I'm going to just go over the speech in my head. And I fell asleep. So when I woke up, it was like, yo, come on, it's time to get off. We're about to walk into the stadium, onto the field, you feel me, with everybody watching. But weirdly, I told myself, like, yo, if you were comfortable enough to fall asleep, you must be good. Like, you must be fine. Yeah, you wasn't so I nervous and stuff. You yeah. Got to get your nap, you know. Got my nap up, in, so I felt smooth. And I got up there, and again, God was with me. So I feel like a lot of times something that's important to understand is you have to get out your own way, and it's not about you. That's why it is love, and I am thankful. Like, I did make the 2018 Yankee Stadium graduation speech in front of X amount of people, but that could have been the next person. Man. And so I got that because hopefully whatever message that I had was something that needed to be communicated to the people out there. So I was more thankful than feeling like, yes, I'm lit. That's crazy because that speech, whoever was in the you know crowd listening, those words could have very much stick to them and change their life in a way that you know they you never knew. They probably God really God needed willing. to hear your words and hear what you had to say that day that helped them, you know, totally, progress bro. in life and just you know get things going, man. But hey, you're not used to. I mean, you're not. You're not, uh, f- you know, you, you're familiar with speaking in front of a yeah, lot of people. for sure. My man's did TED Talk. Yes, sir. That's big business, bro. <laughs> yes, you, you you crossing off a lot of bucket list things that a lot of people say they they, they, they can't say that they did. <laughs> that's okay. And that's a good thing, bro. Like we yeah. were saying, man. Facts. You got to try everything. That's what it is. Jump off the porch. Don't be Come scared on. to do stuff. Come on. Like, because you never know, bro. The sky's the limit, bro. Come and on. when you look back at it, you're going to be able to look and be like, damn, bro, I did a lot of things that, Absolutely. that I can say that I'm proud of, Bruh. like that I'm very much so proud of. Man, let's talk about the TED Talk. How was the experience of doing that? Because I see TED Talks all the time, and I, we was in class, you know, in college, yeah. looking at TED Talks. Yeah, I facts. even be on YouTube sometimes looking <laughs> at TED Talks. Yeah, so it's just, TED talk. for yeah. you to be able to do that, that's really dope, for one. And Love, just, man. How did you get interested in doing that in the first place? And, you know, what inspired you to do that? And how was the process of that? And how was that experience for you? I found out about the fact that there was a TEDx chapter in Columbus in general, probably about a year earlier. One of my OGs that um, is just in a community was a part of, like, the organizing of this. So this is TEDx King Lincoln Bronzeville, which really is, like, one of the historic black neighborhoods in Columbus, Ohio, where my grandparents, you know, first started to raise my mom at, where they were artists, all these things. So my family has a connection to that. So I saw it. I thought it was dope. I saw a lot of people who I knew doing it. The next year rolls around, and how it goes is you get nominated to apply. So you can't just apply. Somebody has to tap you and say, yo, our committee thinks that you are a good fit to now apply to be able to speak. Mm. So they hit me and said, yo, I just checked my email one day, bro, and saw an email saying, hey, you've been nominated to apply. I'm like, of course I have to take this. Like, let me go for it. 
I send in my application. I come up with what concept I want to talk about. Um, and uh, it, was it hard to find a concept? Because you, like, you talk about so much when it comes to a TED Talk. So was, was it hard for yes. you, to, you? What inspired the concept for you to discuss for your TED Talk? The tough part about TED Talks is that it's supposed to be a place where you have expertise. Mm-hmm. So mind you, me doing this TED Talk, I'm 23. I just graduated college. I'm living currently living in L.A. So after I graduated NYU in 2018, I worked there for a year till spring of 2019. Then I moved to L.A. I came back to Columbus. We did, like, an event series, and then I went to L.A. L.A., bro, I'm out there thugging it. I'm I'm day-to-day trying to figure out, okay, what can I do? <laughs> this is a job opportunity I can do right here. If I get this contract for a month and a half, that'll last me to this long. I might hop out, do DoorDash this amount of time. You feel me? I'm very much still calibrating. Like, I'm very much still just learning my space. And it was lit. But at that time... I had no idea what I would talk about because what am I an expert in? So that is kind of what ironically informed the topic. I realized that I had to zoom out because I might not necessarily know about these things in specific. I don't know. We had somebody on there who was a doctor and he was talking about men's health. We had a woman on there who was um, essentially a farmer. and She was talking about health in the black community and why we need to eat certain things. That wasn't my experience. I could talk about music. I could talk about different community stuff a little bit. But what I realized is, again, these patterns, bro, after having been exposed to so many different lifestyles, I knew that it's not an area of expertise, but this is a lesson that I've learned that I think is important to share. So when I flip that perspective from let me teach these people based on my expertise to I just got put onto this game by reflecting and by, you know, just analyzing and whatever, and let me share this in case this is useful to other people. That's where my concept kind of came up, and and it ended up being, I think the title is like The Ugly Truth About Achievements, but I essentially just talked about how, like you and I were talking about on the way, is like we can get caught up, especially young people, in this concept of needing to achieve certain things by certain times, needing to be validated by our achievements and being able to look on a paper and say, I've done four things, so this calculates to this much value. Ooh, now I've done seven things, so I have this much value. You feel me? It's like... That's a wicked way to live. And so I was in a time right now where I wasn't, quote, unquote, achieving so much. And it gave me that chance to sit back and say, are you still valuable if you don't do these things that people have told you you're destined to do? Or if you don't cross off this list that you created for yourself, are you still valuable? Do you still have thoughts to contribute? Are you still helpful to a person who you meet? Like, where do you equate your value? So in a talk, I kind of explore those things and get to a point where ultimately I urge people you know what I'm saying, to let some of that go, pick some of this up, and move along that way. But that's kind of the long story of how the topic came up. Um, and I was thankful, bro, for it. Very thankful. Man, that's dope. That's real dope. Appreciate you, but, bro. All right, so did, you give you, did it give you that same feeling when you spoke in front of all your classmates and stuff like that as opposed to, you know, you doing your text out? Was it the same amount of nerves or, you know, how'd you way go more, for the way TED Talk? more nervous for the TED Talk because this is my people now. This yeah. is my people now. This yeah. is my family. This is my community. And this is my city. So to keep it a buck, I was the last person to speak. Oh, bro. So that is the most. Ter- <laughs> I beat, man, when it comes down to class, school, anything, I want to be the first person because yeah. I want you to get it over with. <laughs> bro, by you being the last Facts. person, that makes the build up just so much. Bruh. Just like, because it's like, for one, 
I don't want to watch other people's work because then I'm going to kind of compare absolutely mine, absolutely. and I'm just like, okay, man, maybe I should have prepared more. Maybe I should have had a different technique. Boom. I'd rather set the tone and then just get it get it over with. So. You being the last person, I know that was kind of just like, man. I'm like, backstage practicing my stuff off in the corner. You hear the round of applause. Oh, another person just killed there. So now yeah. it's low-key pressure building because yep. let's say it's 10 or 11 speakers. We've been – a lot of people have been meeting for months. I came back in town for the event, so I had been meeting with them for like at least a week prior, and we going over it together. We messing up together. We helping each other out. Before the show starts, we like, are y'all ready? Let's get to it. So it's just like – if everybody does their thing, you want to end that with that perfect stint. Like, yeah, we did this, y'all. Mm-hmm. This was love. So the pressure was big, bro. And, again, this was like a chance for me to actually communicate some of my personal thoughts and experiences. The Yankee Stadium was very much more, like, symbolic. I was just trying to communicate the fact that I'm a black person here, um, encourage people to keep doing what they want to do, and whatever. You feel me? Like, you can only hit a few major things, but... TED Talk, it was like, nah, you got, I spoke for 15 minutes. So remembering your lines, walking around, you can see my whole body, the small things, you feel me? I'm not standing at a podium. If my hands are shaking a little bit, I can't go like this. So all those little, I didn't have a paper in front of me. The small things that people might not necessarily think about um, factored in, but all that to say, again, God bless me, and we got through it. It was great. If you ask me, I think it went great. And people said that they rocked with it. I'm thankful people still contact me and say they find it useful, so... It was love. And it was for my people. It yeah. was for real black people. If people happen to be still watching at this point in the video, y'all should check out uh, King Lincoln Bronzeville District, like the neighborhood Bronzeville specifically in Columbus, Ohio, bro. It's like it is comparable to New York's Harlem for Columbus. Like it's where a lot of our first artists, a lot of our first creatives, when people would come from out of town, they would stay in that neighborhood the Lincoln Theater, like, all those things is very, very integral for, like, the black community in Columbus. So that made it even more cool for me to be able to step on that same stage and, you know, share some energy. So, yeah. Hey, man, you was the icing on the cake to the event, That was good, bro. Facts. All right, man. From Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. To New York. Yeah. To L.A. Facts. Why Cali? You, why I mean, not, hey, man, bro. you lived in... New York get and me. Cali. Why not? That's two, really... That was the, the two, when you think of the United States of America, you think New York yeah. and Cali. They're just the two main, like... Facts, bro. So it's just, all right, I want to know the differences between the two, mm-hmm. which one you feel better, right. I mean, you, you know, and just why L.A.? I like L.A. more. Man, it's the palm trees, man. You get me? It's the palm trees. It's the food. It's the vibes. You know what I'm saying? It's so more chill, spread out. Man, you just, slide through here. Man. Do this little day party vibes. Art gallery opening. Again, it's like knowing yourself. You have to know yourself. L.A. is more my speed yep. than New York is my speed. But I really think I got blessed because doing New York first in the fashion that I did New York really set me up beautiful for L.A. Because the real truth is, I'm more in the middle of both. New York is the grind. Excuse me. Sometimes I'll be in L.A. and I'll be like, we're not working hard enough. Or nothing seems important to people hard enough. Like, where am I looking around and just can tell somebody is tired from work? I can just tell somebody's about to leave their job and go do this. Like, the performances, everything just feels more gritty. That's what New York is for. It's going to bring out the, the hustle in you. If it's not already brought out. L.A., first of all, has some hustle for sure, hands down. But it's not a communal feeling of hustling. 
you can find the hustlers in LA. But it's the beach. We want to relax, and we're not out here by accident. You feel me? So people definitely embody that more. Right now, 24 years old, kicking it. L.A. is the vibe. Having just come from New York, L.A. is cool. I'm enjoying it. I'm thankful for it. But actually, I think I want to move back towards the middle, not necessarily geographically, but to a place that's more similar to Columbus in the sense that it is not a beach city. We get cold winters. You know what I'm saying? We yeah, have you can the, keep them cold and, winters, but bro. bro, it does something to your mental, bro. Like nah, it, it helps you. It frustrates me, bro. I ain't gonna yeah, cap this you. Is facts. I can't have a positive attitude, like bro. No, if it's, that's if it's facts. zero. If it's zero degrees outside and I have to wake up in the morning that's and facts. get in my car, I'm not like, dude. I'm not <laughs> smiling like, oh, well. Nah, that's facts. Like, bro, that's when facts. I walk outside and I'm in Cali and I see a palm tree, instant just smile. I just crack a smile and just be like, wow. Life amazing. Like, they really out here living like this, man. Hands you know, down. You know, but when it's cold, bro, I'm like, man, I keep them cold winters, bro. I'm One sorry. One thing I will say, bro, is that you will always want what you don't have. That's That's facts. the human nature. Because now I I felt the exact same. Remember, I'm coming from Columbus then New York. I got to L.A. It's like, thank you. We're here. We're here. I find myself complaining because every single day feels the same in L.A. Yeah. Now you're telling me it's warm every single day, not a cloud. I can't see one cloud. <laughs> not, and how whack is that? Like, how yeah. can you complain about? But it's like the human mind, bro. We get, we just want to break whatever routine we have set. We just want to see something different from what we got used to. So even in L.A., I'm sure there are, if you go there, you could find enough people to complain about what they don't like about some stuff. But I feel like L.A. is lit. And, again, like I'm thankful to be out there. I went out there because it's L.A., you feel me? I was leaving New York. Nobody, I'm not responsible for taking care of anybody. I don't have anything that I immediately had to do. I left my job in New York. I was ready to thug it. I had my little extra dollar saved up, and I wanted to do something that, of course, could put me in a position to make connections or develop my craft or those things, but I also just wanted to do something that I thought would be fun and that would give me a chance to learn about something that I wasn't used to, and L.A. was that. I visited once. I visited twice with my bros from Columbus, and then I moved there. So, I remember you told us too. You said you want to live out the country one time. It's for just the one facts, time. and said, it might happen. What's up with that? Like, where was the, where the place that you would want to go to if you moved out the country? Um, the places that would be like most functionally and like really like available, as in like okay, you might actually technically catch me there, would be like a London, um. A English-speaking country, a lot of, like, companies or people who you might work with in America, whether it be L.A., New York, or somewhere else, will be connected to London, or you could find something that was similar to that. Musically, artistically, culturally, I feel like London is very dope and has, like, a very uh, unique part of the black diaspora there that will be cool to go engage with. I feel the same about Toronto, Canada. It's still in North America, so I don't necessarily have to fly across an ocean to be there, but it feels much different from America. You know what I'm saying? It's a very dope city. Or, like, in my heart, in my heart, I would move somewhere where it was mostly black people. So, whether that be South America or whether that be, I have a friend who, again, I met at NYU. His family is from Senegal. And so he's first generation, um, born in the U.S. But after we graduated, he waited a little bit and he just moved back to Senegal as well. And, of course, prior to COVID, we were planning on taking a trip out there and kicking it for a month or so. I'll be super down to go spend time with somebody who I know and I'm close with for four, five, six, seven, eight months, you know what I'm saying, in a place that is not a product of 
essentially European thinking, whether that be London, America, Toronto. That's all the white people's world, for real. So I'll be very excited to have the chance to go visit and spend time in a place that's not, you know, restricted by that. Man, as a person that's been everywhere, I know you just spoke on, like, you know, you developing your craft. Yeah. Man, let's talk about the music. For sure. How is just, like, you know, living all these places kind of help with the music? And, like, I know you probably got some inspiration musically Come just on. being in all these places. So Come on. let's talk about that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times it comes through, I'll make a song about it. You feel me? When I first, first, first traveled, it was to Italy and Greece, part of this little student travel program. I was in high school, bro. We, we did raffles. We bought an iPad. We did all this stuff, fundraisers, and I was able to go to Italy and Greece for three weeks, and that really changed my life, definitely changed my life. In what ways? Because, bro, who gets the chance to do something like that? And Not many people. Not many people, and I think more importantly, the, I, like the better way I could phrase it is, who knew that this was allowed? Who knew that this was possible? Like, to me, I thought there was, like, some sort of magical barrier or something. Like, maybe me and my family, we drive down every summer to go to Virginia from Ohio. That's a dope trip. I'm going to the beach. Or if I happen to have a relative who's in a dope place at a certain time, I can go make a trip, and that will be a huge deal. But the concept of traveling out of country did not even seem like something that was available to me at all. So taking that trip, and just going and realizing again that there's life outside of America, we don't one we don't realize how restrictive America is on like our mindset and our spirit and the way that we think. In a lot of ways, we are unique from each other, but in a lot of ways, we have all been conditioned by a very, very, very specifically American way of operating. Capitalism specifically, just saying, I need to get more of this. I need to keep other people out, and I need to make sure I'm getting mine at the highest quantity for the lowest price as fast as possible. Like, all that stuff that really just has to do with production is not the case, bro. We went to Italy. It wasn't no time. Like, we weren't meeting for dinner at 3 p.m. Because the people who we were eating with was a family, and we might arrive around 3 p.m., but we not we might not eat till 4.30 because Grandma didn't get back from making the bread yet. And we just going to kick gotta it. make the bread. They show us. You know what I'm saying? And it was like, whoa, like. You can't be in a rush, or you can't do this, and you can't do that. And again, in different countries, there are many, many different types of lifestyles being lived. It's not all necessarily paradise, but it definitely showed me there are things that that exist that you never even heard of. So in the future, you should put a pin in that and try to return to it, which I'm thankful I was able to do when I went to NYU. I spent four months in the Czech Republic, which is (laughs) Central Europe, you feel me? And I had never heard of it before I applied to go there. What What is that? What is Prague? Where Where is that at on a map? I couldn't point it out. And I went and I lived there for four months. And one week we would travel to Paris. The next week we would travel to London. Then we would go to Amsterdam. Then we would go to Barcelona. You feel me? And it was like, this is, this is remarkable. So, of course, it impacts my spirit first just from changing the way, you know, that my perspective is developed. And then it will always turn up in the music, whether that be immediately or three years later when I was studying in Prague I was actually recording a music project there we had a little music studio so I'll go grab the keys in the morning bring my little mic and headphones so I could have that in the studio and I'll record and I released it even though some of the songs were made prior to me getting over there the way I would deliver it or the way I felt about it completely changed because I'm in a totally different environment so it was cool it put in my mind the idea of geography being important where you create your art. 
So, like, now I told myself the next project I want to do, like, a big one, I want to be living in New Orleans. Mm. So I can really tap into that. That's lit. But you feel me? That kind of opened my eyes up to there are many things that can impact your creativity. Yeah, yeah man. You really get inspirations from a lot of things, Bruh. man. But you got to, like, actually be in the field and, like, really yeah. be around the environment. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like what you see on TV, what you may hear in a song, or if you haven't, like, physically experienced that. That's why I feel a lot of times when it comes down to music, man, you always going to gravitate towards what you can relate to. Totally. Not all, not in all cases, but it hit different when you can actually relate to it. You know, like say you grow up a certain way, an artist may yes, rap sir. about certain things that you've been through when you mm-hmm. were growing up, or, you know, artists may rap about this and that, you know, boom, boom. It just, let me ask you this. When it comes mm-hmm. down to music, for one, what does music mean to you? And for two, you know, you have your own sound. How do you not get caught up? You know, we kind of spoke about, you know, you, just, you having your own identity, but a lot of people, like we said, ride waves. Okay. And, you know, it's a specific <clears throat> sound that's in music right now. How do you not g- go that way and that, yeah. you know, do what everybody else is doing and just stay in your own lane for real? All right. I'm going to answer that question in 10 seconds. First, you're good at this, bro. I mean, I you, try you it, bro. You do your thing. You really hey, are good man. at this. Also, I'm a natural, man. <laughs> okay. What? Am I allowed to pose a question back? Hey, man, you can do whatever you All want, All right, man. say less. All right, bet. Um, you're bringing up really good points. This, I feel like the music and staying true to myself and all those type of things, before it came from the fact that, one, I don't I don't like lying. I feel like that's corny. Oh, you and me both. On, like, a large <laughs> scale, you feel me? And, again, it's like lying about your identity, that's a hard lie to keep up. That's a hard. It's hard to fake that. You know what I'm saying? I might lie about when I'm finna get here or where I was at a couple that like little, but about lying about who you are, it's hard to do. You gotta cover a lot of spaces. And the sick part is that people who are familiar with themselves will be able to feel that something is off with you. Yep. Every time. It's just how it goes. Every single time. So on my music, that already limited my options. What do you actually care about? What are you actually familiar with? What can you actually speak on? And say that you're either doing, say that you either think about, say that you either engage in. That limited my scope of D. You feel me? But I think the beautiful part of it is that, again, it made space for God. Because now it's not about me portraying nothing to other people. It's about me accepting whatever messages that I get creatively and expressing that. And as time has gone on, I started recording when I was 12, 13. You feel me? So at that point, it was just a gift. I'm nice. You know what I'm saying? I can record i can rap i can write i can perform i got the energy i can articulate it was like it was all clicking like wow this young guy can do all these things so i'm trying to again i told you earlier like when i left columbus i'm like i'm gonna go blow up in new york right now next time i get back i'm about to be whoever you yeah. feel me xxl whatever the, do the j cole Fresh, the j cole you feel me <laughs> i want to see the j cole I'm gonna go to new york and pop and pop but my perspective has changed a lot. And I think a lot of it, again, has been God saying, like, you wanted this for you, but I wanted this for you. Yeah, Music has always been important for you. You real. being creative, you've always been the nicest. And I made you like that, but it's not so that you can go and do something that is outside of your purpose. That's it exactly would make no you, sense. Go that's ahead. exactly what you told me on, like, you saying to me, you doing this can lead you to whatever it is that you really meant to do. Like, you you may think in your mind this is what you really want to do. And you can sure enough do that. You know, it can be your calling. (laughs) But you pushing yourself and going hard and following your dreams can lead you into a whole nother purpose in life that you didn't even know was your calling. Come on, bro. But 
by you going so hard and you being passionate in what you're passionate in, it steers you in the right. Because you always going to get placed where exactly where you need to be. Precisely. God always going to put on. you in the right direction. Like, And whose will would you rather trust, your will or God's will? God's will. Come and on. it's just like even, even when you're getting dragged through the dirt, it's to make you into a better person. So Come it ain't on. never no coincidence on why. All. Things happen the way they happen or when they happen. Absolutely. But, you know, that's, nah, that's a good facts, point, though. Yeah. That's, a, that's a great point, man. And, you know, a lot of times, man, people just, they give up. They quit, man. When mm, things aren't going sure. their way and they have their mind set on certain things, they're just like, all right, man. Like you said, I'm, I'm about to go out there and man. I'm going to do this and that. Man. And when stuff like that don't happen as quick as you want it to happen, Come people on. just, they feel defeated. OD. And they feel like, man, this is, my, I, I, I give up. But the moment you give up. It's the moment you you know, you, you count yourself out. That's right. So from that perspective, like you say, you know, they always say the difference between the person who loses and wins is the person that wins is the person who didn't give up. That's it. You just don't give up. There's like a other people have have expressed it, but there's a very popular like Nipsey clip where he's in an interview and he was saying like, I tried all these different things. I went through every human emotion, but I just didn't give up. And that's the only thing that was separating me between myself and another person who's gonna go through this is that. I didn't give up. I kept going. And I feel that 100%. But I also feel like I've personally realized that I can't give up. And now I also have to let go of whatever intended goal I had. Are you willing to keep going even when you know that what you wanted is not going to be the result? That is a, that is something that I had to sit with. And now I'm thankful that, again, the spirit stayed with me because there's other things that are important. But... I'm doing it for the love, bro. And the fact that there might be four people who hear my song and be like, wow, yeah. I needed that. I needed that. Not even necessarily learn from it or whatever it is, but it connects with their spirit. The spirit that I was communicating through my music or whatever other creative outlet I have connects with another person. That's it. That's it. So I had to get out my own way and stop thinking that it was about me. Why would you ever be given a gift for no purpose? You get a gift, the best way to show gratitude is for it is to use it. What if you buy somebody something and you never see them pop up with it again? You never see them use it. You never see anything about it. Or if you buy somebody something and you see them carrying it around all the time. Or you hear them call you and say, yo, I just used this. I'm so thankful you got that for me. That's going to make you feel good. That's how you know that what you've given has been employed in the best way. And I feel like that's how God operates with us as well. It's not about getting credit for nothing. It's about the fact that you have a gift. That's something that I cannot deny. I know that I'm able to do the things that I do in a way that is special. Period. But it's not about you. It's just about using it. Now I'm trying my best to let God decide all the other things. What's going to be the result? Who is it going to impact? How is it going to be received? How often will I do it? How will I feel about it? All that is extra. I've been given a gift. I need to use it. I need to use it. And I know that God will never, ever let me feel like it's not worth it in the end. So that's what it is. All right, man, let's say you never gave up. Let's say you never give up. Facts. You're going to keep staying consistent, keep Facts. doing your thing. Five, ten years from now, where you see yourself, man? How is life for Chris sees, you know what I'm saying, if you want to be fancy? Yeah, facts. How, how, how is life going for you? What direction are you headed? Where do you want to be at? Facts. Let's take a look in the future. I know, you know, God God already has everything written for out. Sure. But expected that you stayed on your purpose. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. your grind. You know, you can, you can alter a couple things mm -hmm. here and there. So... Five, ten years from now, man, where you see yourself and where do you want to be at? I'll be thankful. I'll be somebody who has a family. I'll be with my wife. I'll be with my children. I'll be in a space that is, that is my own where we can feel safe. I will be 
able to provide support for my community. You know what I'm saying? To, to anybody who's around me or anybody who's connected to me who truly needs help in, in a tangible way, in a spiritual way, um, just to have, like, emotional support, five, ten years, I want to be able to fully give that. And it's kind of wild because I feel myself being able to slowly step into that now. Mm-hmm. If somebody hits me up and expresses an issue to me or a difficulty that they're going through, I actually now have the option to sit back and think and say, what resources do I have that I could use to potentially help this person? And before that wasn't the case. At most, you know what I'm saying, sometimes I could give motivation, inspiration. Sometimes I could just give an ear to listen to, but I, I'm trying my best to manifest the energy that I have into physical, tangible ways that in five, ten years I might be able to press a button. You know what I'm saying? In a way different from how I can press a button right now. I can get access to somebody right now for sure. I can get access to info and spaces, but in five, ten years, I want to be somebody who those in my community know that they can come to not only for guidance, but for real help and to know that they can come to me and be able to get help without asking for nothing back. Musically, creatively, artistically, I I started painting um, like my freshman year of college and I really, really, really want to develop that talent as well. It feels really great. It's very dope. I love the, the finished products and I think I'm getting better. Five to 10 years, there are definitely like some things that I would have liked to have done as far as being a painter. Um, musically, I would just like to still be excited about it. I would like to be excited about it. That's it. That's all I can really ask for. As long as the love is still there. That's for it. You. And be excited about it. But yeah, bro, that's where I see myself five, ten years. Creativity, you know what I'm saying? The seas, like all that, that's just accents. You feel me? That just accents. My real, actual life is how I feel about whether or not I'm being accountable to my community, everybody who I impact whether I'm challenging myself to improve, whether I'm somebody that God is proud of when I say this is who I represent. And if, you know what I'm saying, my mom is kicking it, she's thankful. My wife is kicking it, she's thankful. My kids have a dad that they feel like they can be proud of and look up to and actually use as a resource who's going to be able to put them in a better position That's moving the forward. Most important thing. That's all I care about, actually. That's all I really care about. And the ironic part, bro, I promise you, is when you let go of the extra stuff, you have it. When I stopped trying to be cool for the cool people, everybody cool thought I was lit. The same people who I looked at like, man, I'm going to have to act like this to seem cool to them. Or, oh, when I step in this club, I might have to act like this in order to get looked at. Man, what? When I just decided to actually be myself as a human being, everybody now thinks you're lit because the truth is that's what we all want to be able to do is just fight our best to actually be able to exist in whatever space as ourselves. So five, ten years, hopefully I'm thugging it even more, you feel me? And I can just really be relaxed and really know that everything that I'm doing is uh is synced up. So, yeah. You ain't got a lot to kick it, man. My Come on, Kendrick you can't lie. Said it the best. You ain't got a lot to kick it, man. We caught a little on time, man, to wrap this up, man. Uh, for anybody listening to this right now, what is some advice that you can give somebody who just may be going through the trials and tribulations right now? They just want to give up. They don't got no hope. And they just, they, they... They just need to hear some encouraging words to lift up their spirit and just, you know, keep them pushing them, keep them moving on. Man, what, what are some words that you can give somebody who may be listening right now, you know, to wrap it up? Facts. Shoot. I mean, the first thing I feel like is that um, a coincidence is not coincidences don't exist. You feel me? So if somebody is actually listening to this right now, whenever it airs and happens to truly be looking for a good word, that's a sign that you were supposed to hear this. So 
now the next phrase you can know um, is something that's valid. But I would say the best thing that, that works for me is to try to take into account the full picture. I know when I get really down, it's because I'm focusing very much on one or two or three or 14 problems that I really have. But then I forget about a lot of stuff that I might have been taking for granted, like the fact that I'm alive, the fact that I'm present, the fact that I chose what I put on today, um, all these things that for me personally give me a little bit of a boost, a boost of motivation to uh, push through. But again, somebody else listening to this, they might not have something to put on today. They might be in a real, real tough situation. And in that case, I would say that, again, your presence is not a coincidence. The fact that you exist, the fact that you are able to impact your environment, that's not a coincidence. So the fact that you're present means that there's absolutely value that you have. Um, and the more you continue to push for it and find it, that work will be doubled and tripled and, and you know what I'm saying, quadrupled by our God, you know, who watches and honors that. A little bit of good effort, bro, will really kick off some good momentum. Man, just sure. some effort. Some effort. Bit of good just effort try. At the end of the day, all you can do is just try. That's it. If you don't try, and stay in motion for sure. Stay in motion. Do not stop. That's one thing I can definitely don't say. Ever take a stop. Break. But you can't stop. It's yeah, much harder to take, start. Take a little mental break. You know what of I'm saying? Course. Don't you want to overwork yourself, but don't stop. Keep going. Keep grinding. Stay focused. Keep your eye on the prize, man. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's all it is, man. Sure. Where can the people follow you at on social media? Or where can the people, you know, get yeah. in touch with you? What's your email? If, you know, Facts. you're an email guy. We was talking about it before. We, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How, how can people get in touch yeah, with you sure. if they want to tap in with you? Um, on social media, I'm at Seize the World. C-E-E-Z, the world. That's on Twitter and that's on IG. Um, yeah, and you can you can find my email via that. Even if I'm not posting, you know what I'm saying? Even if I am not active on there, I definitely keep my eyes to it. So if you shot me a DM, if you sent me an email, anything like that, you could definitely get in contact with me. Yeah. Hey, man. Shout out to my boy for stopping by Words of Woods. Man, this man, is shout long out to overdue. every person who is in the city, who is being creative, who is using, you feel me, everything that they have, whether it be their platform, their resources to do their thing. I always say when I came on, Whereas with Woods, I wanted to say how thankful and how proud I am to be from where I'm from. And this is for anybody who's listening outside the city as well. You should know what's happening here. Hey, Columbus, Ohio, man. Ohio, period. We Come lit. On. And we, hey, I'm trying to tell y'all for all my followers out there, for all my subscribers out there who are not from Ohio, man, just know we doing the damn thing man. and we is out here coming for the. Thank hey, you, bro. Hey, we, I'm thankful. I'm, I, I, I talk a lot of smack. I ain't going to lie, but I'm blessed and thankful to be from Columbus, Ohio. I can honestly say that, Truly, bro, because. Bro. It made me the man I am today. Come on. Come on. I, that's all I can say, man. I appreciate you. Bro. I appreciate you, man. We've been trying to do this for a little minute now, man. <laughs> a lot of failed attempts, man. Well, we here now, <laughs> man. We good. Thanks, this is bro. one, you know, in, in the history books, man. Yes, sir. Many more to come, man. Next time we do this, we, we on a yacht. You get me. You know what I'm saying? Next time we doing this, we on a rooftop. Yes, sir. Next time we doing this, palm trees in the back, yes, man. Yes, sir. You, you, say that. Say that. Come on, man. Hey, the sky's the limit, man. The limit is not the sky. Catch the drift. Hey, shout out to my boy Chris for stopping by Words of Woods, man. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Until next time, see y'all later. My brother.